Yeah, I think I I embrace you in in some in some way. I embrace the the I embrace your your energy and that's awesome man come on dudes You're listening to the Moron Bro Show here at RealPunkRadio.com. My name is Keegan. I'm CJ. And we are the Moron Bros. Every single week we are bringing you the heaviest, the metalest, and the meanest music from across the internet and more. This week, we have a special guest. We have some friends of ours coming all the way from Fort Wayne, Indiana. Seventh Crown. Give it up, everybody. That is, uh, well, hey. Why don't you guys introduce yourselves? We'll start with Chris. Yes. What's up? I'm Chris. I'm the vocalist for Seventh Crown. Oh, I'm uh, I'm, uh, Mitchell. I uh, play guitar and such. Hey, yo, what's up? This is Boston, Bo Stan. I'm the bass man. (laughs) I'm Blade. I play the drums. That's Seventh yep. Crown. What's going I'm, on, guys? I'm, Thanks for joining us. I'm, I'm oh, curious. Having us. Uh, is there oh. and such? Uh, the kazoo. Fuck yeah. Wait, wait, what track has kazoo? It's not done yet. Oh. Oh, yeah, yeah. It hasn't <laughs> been released quite yet. Oh, shit. I'm not supposed to say that. Fuck. <laughs> Until I get that kazoo track, I'm going to have to listen to everything you put out. Yeah. That's <laughs> fucking right. Dude, wait until you hear wait until you hear my low frequency electric kazoo through my bass rig. Fuck yeah. I can't wait. So you guys are out of Fort Wayne. Uh how long you guys have been jamming together? Oh shit. Oh. Okay. 
Uh, let's see. Uh, so Blaine, Chris, and I uh, have been jamming out since you know we were in since me and Blaine were in high school. So twenty eighteen. Twenty eighteen. Yeah. Yeah. Because I would have just graduated. We had a band prior to that, and then just uh, in twenty twenty, we me and Blaine started. You know. Seventh Crown under a different name, and then it turned into Seventh Crown. Chris joined back, had a few other members, and then we recruited Boston just uh, last yeah. year. Nice. Is like there uh, the metalcore scene out uh, by Fort Wayne? Is it like bustling? Is there like a bunch of a bunch of members to pick from, or is it like like is it, like is a bunch of different bands like swapping off people, or is it like you guys found your solid crew and like this is going to be the lineup that you guys run with? I think I this think is the lineup we're gonna stick with. Yeah. Don't don't ever ask to find a drummer because those don't exist. <laughs> yeah. Same with, in Indiana. Same with bassists. Yep. Yeah. We got I a bass. rare breed. <laughs> kind of how I became a bassist was hanging around with my dad and all his musician buddies and realizing like twenty dudes are waiting to play guitar and there's no bassist here at all. Yeah, I was like, well, right? I can play all night if I play bass. And then I realized that the music they play is fucking terribly boring on bass. <laughs> and then I found Scott Punk, and it was all good. <laughs> Hell yeah. That's fair. That's fair. Do you have a favorite Scott Punk band? Ooh. It's hard to not say Operation Ivy, right? Right. No, Operation Ivy is a totally legitimate choice. They were one of my first. My favorite is probably choice. Machines. I would do suicide yeah. machines are high on the list. Um, yeah, I, I listen to them uh, daily for sure. I just drove up to Michigan today, so I was blasting them a bunch. Mustard plugs oh. high on my list. Uh, against plug. all authorities, high on my list. It's a, I don't know. Rancid, Rancid kind of falls a little bit into ska punk. They they dabble in it a little bit here I, and there. This, I the only Rancid I like is when when them and No Effects did that split and No Effects played Rancid songs and they played No Effects songs. Yeah, that's right. That's yeah. right. I feel like Rancid's just ball tapping like into that area. Pretty much. Like, or teabagging it. Well, I mean, they went and did Rancid, and then Jesse Michaels went and did Common Rider and. Yeah, like, dude, someone finally knows who Common Rider is. Thank uh, God. Dude, have you heard his new band, The Classics of Love? I have not heard his new okay. band. Holy we'll shit. Get, we'll get there uh, in between recordings. Yay. <laughs> and he also has another new band coming out that is un, unnamed and unannounced. Oh, that's super cool. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, what Common Rider was doing was so much better than what Rancid was doing. It, it was so clear who the like real brains of the operation of Operation Ivy was. Oh yeah, definitely. My mom actually uh, is the reason I got into ska and like that kind of type of music, and she's actually gotten to see like the Suicide Machines and Operation Ivy. Seen so. the Suicide Machines a few times. I've hung out with Jay Navarro a couple of times. He's a super cool guy. He seems really cool. Yeah. I go. We, me and Keegan used to go up to Michigan a lot for shows. Oh yeah, back in our my party mom had days. the biggest. My mom had the biggest crush on Jay Navarro. <laughs> He's really a super cool guy. I have a big crush on Jay Navarro, so don't yeah. He's like he's like one of three dudes that gets the pass on Caucasian dreadlocks. <laughs> 
So should we all name our like musician crushes? <laughs> I was gonna say, yeah. If you guys want to go around, tell us who you would have sex with. Uh, no. <laughs> so, um, so okay, gotta be Peter fucking steal. Let's go. Uh, yeah. <laughs> so like oh, when my. I. So like when I was younger and I was playing in bands and stuff, a lot of the times I was playing at like VFWs and stuff. Is that still is that still like something that like a lot of the metalcore bands and stuff do? Is like they're still throwing VFW shows or you church guys basements playing? and shit, dude. Remember a lot of good church basement shit. The, oh, the only the only VFW venue that I've been like asked to play we've gotten asked to play is in a really sketchy uh I think it was in like Detroit, Michigan. And I I turn that shit down because I'm like fuck Detroit. That place seems terrifying, bro. Playing in a, in a, Their in a weed is so yeah. cheap up there, though, dude. I got <laughs> it. It's the pros and cons. Also, uh, I mean, uh, all my experiences with any of the Detroit music scenes has been pretty fantastic. Well, fuck. We may just have to go up that way and fuck it up. Hell yeah, I'm down. I'm down to go to Detroit, especially if like ounces up there are like thirty bucks. And yeah, yeah. Indiana is like determined. You can get two and a half per person. Yeah. Jeez. Damn. Per store. It's like a forty-five minute drive from my house to Dispo. So. Yeah. Uh, It's not not too bad. Worth it. But the, the days, go ahead, Boston. I was going to say, one of these days, we definitely, as a band, just need to go up to Michigan, even if it's just for a day trip. Go do some photos out there. There's some really pretty. Grand Rapids is the place. We love Dude. Grand Rapids. I definitely need to visit. It's a Places. fantastic city. One time, uh, the Riviera of the Midwest. <laughs> one time, I one time I ate like twelve five hundred milligram Vicodins, and Keegan drove me and my buddy up there, and we saw Pete Holmes in this giant cathedral for like forty oh, minutes, yeah. and then I ate like twelve more Vicodins, and we went and seen DJ Jazzy Jeff spin records at a club. Holy shit! That is so fucking awesome, DJ Jazzy Jeff. Yeah. I threw we didn't, like, awesome. I threw we were just so walking around and we saw like a flyer for like DJ Jazzy Jeff at this club and then like we looked it up on our phones where that club was at and we're like it's only a couple miles <laughs> not realizing that we had to walk a couple miles in winter to this oh, club so we got there and sure as shit yeah the guy with the sunglasses was there it was fucking nuts yeah. <laughs> walking through a blizzard a couple miles away just to go get a gram that's what that's what it's like in Fort Wayne <laughs> <laughs> That's what it's like in Fort Wayne as a fucking teenager. And uh, music scene wise here in Fort Wayne, most of the, the venues we got down this way, dive bars or really inclusive venues. Oh hell yeah! Okay, I mean dive bars are always the kind of the funnest place to play because people are usually oh, oh yeah. Little our little our, our hometown, it. our hometown dive bar is so awesome. They oh, yeah, got us a signature drink. <laughs> It's uh, it's the ruin, is what it's called. The ruin. Yeah, it used to be yeah. skeletons, and before that, it used to be called the Berlin. Huh. No, skeletons so, sounds like a sky club. Yeah, yeah. Honestly, that would be really cool. Yeah, but during that time, like, I found out some shit. The reason why that place like got shut down, and then new ownership took over. The the guy that owned it was just beating on his fucking bartenders. Whoa. Oh, jeez, fuck yeah so so that fucking all took a head like the place was sick i went in there when it was skeletons 
At fucking, what like, point do you band together as multiple bartenders and just beat that guy's ass? Uh, right? See, I, don't, I don't know, man. I don't know. But the place Wait, is maybe, like, like good stage, good lighting, and the fucking uh, they like Nintendo sixty four is like mounted on the wall that were like emulators, so you could just play fucking NES games while you're fucking yeah. Get trashed to play NES. We had yeah, uh, when we were like you know what like twenty one to twenty four. We had this hookah lounge in our area that this fucking like dude that was our age, his parents bought it for him, and he was like just frying acid the whole time and shit. We were younger than that. Aww. I think we were, we were probably eighteen to twenty. We weren't even okay. drinking yet. We just got hammered all the time. Oh, all right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but they, I mean, we, I would book any shows I want there. We'd bring like, yeah. all kinds of crazy bands out. Uh, and we would just get fucked up and tear that place apart. And we would like fill the hookahs with weed and shit. Oh, man. Yes. Fill it with like the, the tobacco and the uh, weed. That's the way I like yeah, it. Yeah, the spleef. Now, man, I can't tell you this on air. This is, it's too good of an idea. Yeah, well, uh, well, well, hey, guys, the first thing we do every single week after we talk about all the things that, you know, we probably shouldn't even be talking about on air, but hey, we're going to go talk a little bit more off air. <laughs> Uh, as we play our week in well, this is it. it's not even that. It's just it's such a good idea. I, I can't give it away. This, okay. is, my, this is my nut. <laughs> we play our week in review through song. These aren't necessarily songs that uh, describe our week. They could just be songs we were jamming to all week. Uh, but each one of us has one. Uh, for me, CJ, what did I pick? It was so long ago. You picked uh, Lil Mariko. Where's my Where's jewel? my jewel? I've been on a I've been on the jewel <laughs> kick. I need to know where my jewel is, uh, and it's been happening to me a lot. So that's my pick. Uh, whoever wants to go next, go. CJ, go. All right, I'll go. <laughs> I'm going with uh, Michael Henderson, wide receiver, because the song's groovy as fuck. But also, he mentions like a hot dog in it really randomly, and it just it caught me off guard. And I'll never forget the moment that the guy talked about that hot dog. <laughs> All right, Mitch, what do you got? I got fucking Vultures of North by Old Orbit Culture. It just fucking slams. It's very driving. Hell yeah. Blaine. I've got the amiga the amygdala chorus by monasteries. Um, I just heard it on the way home today from Boston's house actually, and it spoke to yeah. me. I just uh, recommended it. Hell yeah! And it, it goes hard. It goes pretty hard. It does go pretty hard, Boston. <laughs> yeah, I got Cave In by Orthodox. They're a band that I recently have been jamming the fuck out of, and I love like death metal tinged hardcore so much and uh that particular song caught me off guard because of the the bouncy groove intro riff and then as soon as it like slams into the main riff it, oh man <laughs> all about them fucking sick riffs that make you want to uh you know that meme of mike wazowski from monsters inc where he's like making that stank face and he's like slamming like his hands around and shit that's that's what i that's why i feel like when the riff comes back Rage slower, with the seabirds. <laughs> oh, I'm all about them beatdown riffs. Like I, I just want to listen to fight music all the time. Hell yeah, uh, Chris, what do you got? And I'm, I'm bringing back a classic. Hopefully, people start listening to it more because it's fucking sick. It's a five seven motherfucker by uh, the boys at Local H. All right, that is our weeks in review through song. All right, let me let me recap it here. It's a long <laughs> one for me. 
We got Michael Henderson coming up next with wide receiver. Local H after that. High five and motherfucker. Following that up with Orthodox Cave In. Lil Mariko, Where's My Jewel? Monasteries, the Amygdala Chorus. Orbit Culture, Vultures of the North. You're listening to the Moron Bros Show here at RealPunkRadio.com. Let's check it out. And you'll see. Let's see. I'm close and personal. Good evening, Marvin. See, you're not half the man you used to be. Look at that gut.
down And still I didn't get the point He was with me They say the referee Must have been smoking a joint He was with me I said, I put both my feet down And still I didn't get the point You just don't listen Say the referee Must have been smoking a joint
decide what they even support The outcome is out of your control It's hard to create when fortune favors the
Vultures of North, Orbit Culture there, Monasteries before that with the Amygdala Chorus, Lil Mariko even more before that with Where's My Jewel, before that even more is Orthodox with Cave In, also before that was Local H with High-Fiving Motherfucker, and eight minutes of Michael Henderson's Wide Receiver. Did you hear the part where he talked about the hot dog? (laughs) (laughs) That's my favorite part. I just want to be hot dog waterboarded. That's how I want to go out. I went went to a Les Claypool concert once, and there was a a large gentleman. Now that I think about it, impressive that he was moving with his own legs because he had to be at least 600 pounds. Okay. And they were not selling hot dogs at this event. That checks out. But when he walked in the room, the whole place smelled like a fucking hot dog car. <laughs> just opened up. And he was just sweating hot dog. Uh, that's that's rough. Keeping him in his fold for later. Yeah, right. <laughs> you can cook them. You know, it's 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 warm. Yeah, it's pocket hot dog. Yeah, pocket dog. <laughs> Nobody specified what pocket. He chose nature's. So we're still here hanging out with Seventh Crown. Uh, so, do you guys uh, have any releases coming out? Chris, um, we are currently working on a brand new song. Uh, we don't have a name for it, so it's just gonna be Untitled Number Seven for now. Yep. Okay. Jack okay. Daniels' old Number Seven. So here's something I'm curious about because you guys are like uh, getting into this whole thing. At like a, a completely different time technologically than I did. When you're doing stuff, are you guys mostly like putting out singles and stuff? Or are you like trying to put whole albums together? Is there is there a point in putting whole albums out anymore? Um, right now we're working on putting out an album, and I think we're kind of like in talking about doing singles after that, right? Yeah, we're kind of just doing what we want right now. We don't really have like, like we have small release strategies. Like I'm, I'm planning like a four week release strategy for for this album. But like yeah. after that, I mean, we're just singles seem the more reasonable route. About that shit just, all the time. Yeah, because you can yeah, just pump them out month after month. Because with the way streaming goes nowadays, the only logical thing is really to put out singles. Yeah, right. that's what it seems like. Like when I'm doing DJ Butlust, I'm like, I'll do four songs, and then I'll just, that's good enough. Right. Yeah, we're we're, we're being very uh, fuck. I'm trying to trying to think of a word for this. Uh, we're being daring, going for six songs on an EP, and we're trying to get it done in like two months. Yeah. I mean, hey, if you can pump it out. And it and it can have a quality that you're happy with. I mean, the speed really doesn't matter, right? Like as long as it, as long as the product at the end is is exactly what you want. For sure. Yeah. You guys, uh, you guys recording this yourself? Um, we're kind of in no. between because we just we we just did our single with uh, this one guy. We liked what he's we uh, we liked his sound, but he started becoming unresponsive. So we're thinking about doing more looking at other. Uh, recording guys and see what they would offer and pricing. Yeah, I still need we to did. talk to Dan from Chip Tooth about that. You'd be surprised you can get done for like two hundred dollar interface and like three hundred dollars worth of weed. 
Yeah. I think that uh honestly though, I think that the the more single driven releases uh it's probably a lot nicer as far as being able to keep up at your own pace but still keep content coming out for people to listen to it makes it feel less stagnant for yourself because i know that like a lot of bands that i talk to it's like when they've been you know waiting for an album to come out or waiting to you know write something and show it to people they're like anxious they almost get tired of like being so anxious to put this stuff out if you're just doing single after single after single where it can it can kind of space that time and feel like you're a little bit more busy just as busy as you would have been but like because there's something to show I, I I definitely feel that. I think one of our biggest things is, is we put that EP out, and then we drop True Not as a single, mm-hmm. and and then we drop New Plagues as a single. I mean, we went out, and busted our ass on thirty-five shows, and played the same seven songs for all thirty-five fucking shows. After a while, it starts as a performing oh, artist, it starts feeling stagnant, yeah. like, and especially when you're playing your hometown, they've already seen all the shit numerous times. They're just kind of like. Okay. This right, is yeah. the same shit that we've heard every fucking time. So we I'm looking forward to getting new music done, getting out there, showing the new music off to people, seeing their reactions. Mm-hmm. You guys should like try to fit like a Calypso reggae song in your set, dude. No, really. <laughs> <laughs> I smooth jazz on the plastic recorder I got in uh, kindergarten. Let's go. Yeah. <laughs> Let's go. Melodicas for the win. Hey. Just get a get an electric kazoo. Right. No, electric cowbell, baby. Automatic zapping. So do you guys have any shows coming up? Oh, we've got we've got quite a few coming up for us. And we uh we just now start we just played our first show of the year on Saturday. Oh nice. Uh, it was uh, here in Fort Wayne. Next show is uh, March 4th in uh, Muncie, Indiana at Be Here Now. And then we got April 8th at State Street Pub in uh, Indianapolis. April 15th at The Further in Indianapolis. Uh, May 13th in Indianapolis. Uh, we can start seeing a trend here. Oh, we've, got, uh, we've got... Back-to-back shows on May 19th in Fort Wayne at Stan's Room, and then May 20th at the Empire in Akron, Ohio. Oh, damn. Okay. Hell yeah. Hitting the road a little bit. And obviously, like, you know, indie is the is the major market over there, man. You guys getting into that. That's fucking awesome. Yeah. Well, oh. the, big, the biggest thing I'm oh. looking to get us into is uh, Black Circle. Yeah. I know a couple of guys over there. Don't forget the show uh, that we got on the 16th that Sunday that we got on the last show we got. April um, 16th? Yeah. Oh, are you talking about the one that hasn't been announced yet? Yes. So so this is going to be last Friday? Saturday. We got got this show offer. Uh, This is not announced. Event pages haven't even been made for it. Nothing's been set in stone besides getting us confirmed to play it uh, April 16th at uh, Stan's Room uh, in Fort Wayne, Indiana. We will be opening for the badass, uh, what, punk? Like thrash? Crossover? Oh, no, they're crossover thrash. They crossover, are the, progenitor, crossover, the progenitors. 
crossover thrash progenitors in motherfucking DRI. Oh, hell yeah. Right, dude. Fuck yeah. That's fucking awesome, guys. Congrats. Thank yeah, you. Uh, it, it, it's, uh, it's cooler to be playing with, like, bigger name bands. Yeah, that's what fuck, throughout like, fucking high school. <laughs> I was once in a uh, punk band that got mistaken for a Misfits cover band. And we got to open for the Misfits on Halloween in Joliet. That was that is super fucking cool. Because <laughs> hey, there's a fucking awesome. There's an all female Misfits cover band called The Bitch Fits. Okay. <laughs> I was in a band called Bitch Fit. I sang and played the drums. We were like we were. Which it's like, fitting because it was uh, Doyle's Misfits, so it was the Schmitzfits already. Yeah, it was like the <laughs> shitty Misfits. And so, like, we were, like, not the bitch fits. We were just bitch fit. And they booked us. We played third. Like, we, it was us, the touring band, and then the Misfits. So there was, like, 300 people in front of us. It was fucking insane. I, the whole time, I was like, they don't know who we are. Like, they have no idea. And, like, the booker, the booker, when we showed up and checked in, like, looked at us like we were fucking high. It was hilarious. Because he's like, you guys aren't girls. <laughs> we're like, yeah, yeah. no. <laughs> you that own fucking band. Yeah, you guys we, are dumb. But we were gonna tell you that. <laughs> yeah, hell no. <laughs> and I remember, like, my bassist at the time. He was like, "I'm so sure they think that we're somebody else." I'm like, "Nah, man, nah, nah, that's good." Like, I was an idiot. I was like, "No, nah, no, nah, we definitely they wanted us." And then, like, showing up, he looked at me and he's like, "They did not want us." I was like, "No, they didn't at all. <laughs> at all, they were very upset." No, that's funny. <laughs> oh well, their fault. No, no. Uh, I mean, other so like if we're going on the track of like bigger name bands, we've gotten lucky. We've gotten lucky to open for like Wednesday Thirteen, oh, formerly yeah. formerly of like the Murder Dolls and shit like that. Yeah, yeah. And then, uh, and then uh, we opened for Silent Planet. Silent Planet. Oh, that was a fucking uh, bop. Yeah, that was a bop. I know the I mean, uh, their singer's really nice. That Played demo like thirteen was that, that was? Scott Corbin. Wednesday. <laughs> Wednesday thirteen. Wednesday thirteen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. They, they they played at the art theater by us. Uh, and, uh, a former guest uh, on the show, the guys from Eyes of Anguish. They uh, they opened for them there. I think. Oh yeah, we've played with uh, Eyes of Anguish before. I think. Oh, really? No, it was Eye of Malice. No, no it was Eye of Malice. Never mind. We we got to watch Eyes of Anguish open for the Devil Wears Prada when they came to Piers. Oh okay, yeah, yeah, they did do that. Yeah. And uh, yeah. like singer is a buddy and coworker of ours. Their their bassist is who I'm in talks with about getting on some shows. With He's them. the guy that handles that stuff. He's getting cool us out guy. of town. Dave. David. Yeah. Yep. Dave, cool dude. He was on the show. Nice. Yeah. So, uh, CJ, what do we got coming up? Uh, we are talking about like thrash and metal bands and stuff, so I figured we'd play some Dayglo abortions right? with uh, Fuck My Shit Stinks. Okay. And we're going to follow it up with a little bit of Guar Sexecutioner. Hell yeah. Seventh Crown, make sure if you guys are not following them that you're following them now. You're going to keep up and go to, out to these shows when you get a chance. And hey, uh, hopefully, if you guys are working with Eyes of Anguish, you'll be out this way, so uh, I'll definitely come out and check out a show. And if not, I'm definitely coming out for that DRI show in April. Oh, yeah, bro. 
And yeah, and I was gonna say, and CJ is kind of like a package deal with me, so he'll yeah. be passenger seat riding shotgun. Woo! Well, probably oh, yeah. car gets way better gas mileage in your car. Yeah, actually, yeah, no, your car's electric and stuff, so you can <laughs> probably drive that shit. <laughs> but uh, you're listening to Monroe's show here at RealPunkRadio.com. Let's check it out. Words, you see, I'm on 
Executioner, a little bit of guar there, day glow abortions before that with fuck my shit stinks. Uh, this is where we remind people that they can send in pictures of their poop and we will guess what they ate. We are scientists, not scaffines. Uh, and we did not do our selection for the uh, moronic madness in March uh, because we have our guest. However, we I will thought, not forget. I did think for a second that it would be funny to have already done our, our metal selection and then have done our ska selection with, <laughs> yeah, with a metal band yeah. yeah that would be hilarious but we decided not to we will be doing our ska selections next week uh but we are still sticking with our enhance our bop to the top segment this is bop to the top everybody's new favorite segment here at the moron bro show where cj reads one page of Mbop to the Top, an unauthorized biography of the band Hanson to me and our guests. Uh, we are on page 47. CJ will be reading page 47. If you want to hear the last How many weeks are pages, in a year? 52. 52. Okay. Jesus Christ. Yeah. So <laughs> if you want to see the, or if you want to listen to the last 46, go and check out the last 46 episodes, 45 episodes, and one episode of A Weird Time Recorded. There's a photos, you know, there's like some colored photos in the center of the book. Uh-huh. For one of the episodes, I'm just going to describe them in detail. That'll be great. I can't wait. How many pages off are we from that? Uh, 84. Uh, a little less than 40 pages. Okay, so two years. We'll get there. <laughs> uh, <laughs> anyway, let's get to page 47. And their ideas, and we got to work. If you want to know the first half of that sentence, you're going to have to go back to last week's episode, Spotify, iTunes, all my links, slash the Moron Bro Show. They, they're really, really talented and so eager to learn. I was really impressed with them. Ike, Taylor, and Zachariah were impressed with Mark II. So what of is course this? they were impressed with Mark. He's a record executive, yeah. and they're 12. They're like, oh my god, this guy yeah. fucking rules. He's about to give us more money than God. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> they, dude, they just put out an album. Yeah, so like, the kids... like, in 2022. How are they still relevant? They're not. That's the thing. But they do hang out <laughs> with Frankie. They do hang out with Frankie Munez, which is better than I can do. So oh, he's, but, a, he's but... an asco driver now. I've seen that. Yeah. yeah. Wait, Frankie Muniz? Yeah. yeah. He drives NASCAR now? Yeah. yeah. 
hanging out with the Hansons, driving NASCAR. This dude is living my dream. What is wrong with him? He's mocking me. He's mocking me with his existence. <laughs> yeah, he lives just inside of me. <laughs> <laughs> they were aware of the Hudson brothers, but not of Mark's subsequent songwriting success. They wait, were wait, odd. wait. Huh. These kids were aware of the Hudson Brothers? Dude, I think we were the only ones that don't know about the Hudson Brothers. Do you guys know about the Hudson Brothers? The Hudson Brothers. So, wait, you guys... Okay, so no, we're not the only ones, CJ, who didn't know about the Hudson Brothers, okay? This is a natural thing. We we assumed that the Hudson Brothers were some, like, flash-in-the-pan act from the 70s. Turns out, really they fucking popular. Show, they had a fucking television show. We were like, What? But he's the guy who's producing their album for them. And writing some of their songs with them. Uh, but not of Mark's subsequent songwriting success. They were awed by the photos of the artists Mark has worked with that line his studio walls, including the Beatles' John Lennon, was actually a personal friend of the Hudson Brothers way back Ooh, when. Red flag, red flag, red flag, bad flag, flag on the play. He he likes John Lennon? That's not yeah. Were they hanging out with fucking Yoko? That's right, what I'm saying. He's the worst one to like. Don't let this guy around. Better off hanging out with Ringo. Okay, out. wait, though. All right, this is all adding up. Hold on. And He's Aerosmith, with... Steven Tyler. Oh, Jesus. I get it. Mark Hudson loved cocaine. Yeah. <laughs> Makes sense. He was a record producer in the 80s, of course. He was made of cocaine. Even Tyler was getting that shit that makes your whole face go paralyzed, dude. That's why his face looks like that now. <laughs> I know. Like that. That's exactly. that's, no, that's how the, the injections. That's why he looks like that now. <laughs> Tyler happened to call the studio during one of their sessions. They were blown away. Because, because of Mark's background, he perhaps more than anyone on the Hanson's new team approached the album as a family project. Even Wait. though Taylor is the, hmm. it's it is a family project. They're brothers. Yeah. So so he just approached it like the situation that it was, and then tried to upscale it like it was a big thing. Yeah, yeah. yeah. He's like he's exactly like exactly oh. the kind of thing a cocaine addict would do. That's true. Oh, man. Actually, how did they know they hired the right, right guy? This is like, the same hey, guy. Got- this is the same guy that will steal your bag and help you look for it. We got these little white kids that are trying to scat over Power Pop. Bring in the dude on Coke. Yeah. How, many, how many fucking guys were there? I mean, come on. There was come a whole room. Down. No, I oh got. My I, God. I went. I went on a rant three weeks ago when they explained how many people were basically writing this album for them. It's like why fucking sign them and not just the dudes who wrote the fucking album? It's yeah. like you're gonna have nine studio musicians and you just have twelve twelve year olds be the mouthpiece. This is dog shit. Like, I'm just trying to get a fucking podcast off the ground, you know, just like enough to make make a living. And like, that doesn't work. That never, that doesn't work. But like these fucking kids, like they're like, oh, let's hire a dude who worked with Aerosmith to make them fucking functional. This is fucking bullshit. I'm sorry. I'm ranting again. <laughs> Even though Taylor is the lead singer, I wanted to contribute a song for each brother, he says. The concept got a unanimous thumbs up from Hanson. And so from their work with Mark, the Hansons emerged with three songs for their album. What the do you, Rocker. What Go do ahead. you think what do you think he would have done if they were like, nah, dude, that's not gonna fly. We don't like that shit. 
Like, do you oh, think it, I think it would have had to have been like the the uh the the you know the main singer brother that would have been like Taylor that would have been like no fuck that fuck these two. I'm sure I'm sure this guy would have handled it very well. This is my honey pot. <laughs> was, that around, children. was that around Marky Mark's time? He's got Marky Mark on that. This it's is probably interesting about that you say that because the woman is. that that wrote that book has only written two other books, and one of them is a New Kids on the Block book. And the other one's about Japanese Zen gardening. We're trying to find more out about her because um, early on in this book, she really sexualized these young boys in a creepy way. Very. Yeah. Old Jill cocksucking whore from back in the day, Matthews, we call her. <laughs> All right, where are we at here? <laughs> the rocker, where's the love, is Taylor's lead, but Ike takes over on A Minute Without You. The Wait. lovely... Hmm. Where is the love is one of the songs. Where's the love? R- where's the love? Right. Yeah, yeah, like where is the love? Where that's is a, the love? That's a bla- that's a black eyed peas song. I mean, I would, imagine, I would imagine the Hansons did it first, right? That would be crazy if we just found out that the Hansons wrote that black eyed peas song. Or the same guy probably just wrote it and resold it to the black eyed peas so he could get mm-hmm. an eight ball or something. For sure. All right, where's that? It's Taylor's lead, but Ike takes over on a minute without you. The lovely littling Lucy is Zachariah's first stab at lead honors. This bitch and her fucking alliteration. <laughs> like, damn, <laughs> the dude. littling Lucy. She fucking, she does that. Every, like, four pages, she just flexes hard. Like, yeah, oh, but I, other other times, like, she'll fuck up a word completely. Yeah, she'll just make up words other yeah. other, on other pages. It's great. It's two different people wrote this book. So back to that where's the love thing, it's it's just the difference by a letter, oh, by a word. Oh, okay. So so Black Eyed Peas is where is the love? And this well, is where's the love. Where's the love? So it also means where yeah. is the love. So there's there's subtle change so that way, you know. There'll be more research after the show. Definitely. <laughs> All right, here we go. Working with Mark Hudson was a comfortable, mega-positive experience for the band. But it wasn't the only high point in the making of what would become Middle of Nowhere. Ike, Taylor, and Zechariah were completely awed by the duo brought in to do overall production on the album. For producers, don't come any hipper or with... With what? With what? We will not know until next week. Till next week, come on back to the More Umbro Show. You can find out what they will be coming in with. Uh, what the producers will be coming in with uh, for the Hanson Bros. Uh, thank you, Seventh Crown, for joining us for this episode or this edition of Mbop to the Top. Everybody's new favorite segment here at Moron Bro Show. At some point, many years in the future, you will be immortalized in a full audiobook of Hanson's Mbop to the Top. <laughs> How much you want to bet they brought Coke? Oh, for sure. Oh, for sure. Well, see, our theory is like their their goal, their um, you know, what motivates them is they want to fuck bus really bad, right? <laughs> and they their very album. clear in their second music video. Yeah, their se- well, no, it was their the first song of their oh. second album. Okay, uh, that they released the music video. It's them driving around in this bus, just picking up girls. And we were like, oh, so this is what it was all for. It was like, all that's, for the fuck bus. It was all for a fuck bus. That's all yeah. they were. Yeah. Nothing wrong with that. 
Nothing wrong well, with that. I mean, it depends on you depends know, on as long as it's a consensual is... fuck, but yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. But, but that Mark Hudson guy, I just looked at what this motherfucker looks at today. Now looking, looking like what, looking at what he looked like back in that time, like he seemed like a pretty, pretty friendly dude. But now, like seeing this, this very colorful beard and shit, I'm like, maybe he was just touching on him. Hold on. Oh yeah, what the fuck? Yeah, I think I think that guy was uh, having a little bit too much more fun with those Dude, Hudson, those those I, handsome boys. I have definitely seen like stand-up comedians who are complete scumbags with that exact same uh, goatee. That's he looks like like nine different burned-out producers that I've ever seen. That's crazy. Uh, yeah, send, send it to the group chat, Chris. <laughs> I got you, homie. It's <laughs> fucking hilarious. So, like, oh god, we Continue. are a radio show on a Tuesday, and every great radio show on a Tuesday does a two, 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 two for Tuesday. Uh, and this week, because we are joined by Seventh Crown, we didn't think it would be any more suitable. For anybody else except for Seventh Crown to be R2 2 2 for Tuesday. So, yeah, so we you got... guys, what song do we got? Songs. Songs. Is... Which one do you guys want to do first? We hit, them with the... we hit them with the old and then we give them the new. Yep. So, we'll probably start them out with Devil Breeder. Yep. Yep. That's what I was thinking. All right, so that means we're following it up with New Plague. <clears throat> we got Seventh Crown coming up with new, uh, Devil Breeder. Seventh Crown after that with New Plague. You're listening to the Moron Bros Show here at RealPunkRadio.com. Let's check it out.
New Plague there before that. Devil Breeder, a little bit of Seventh Crown for you here on the Moron Bros. Yeah, thank you guys for hanging out with us, man. This has been a whole bunch of fun. I hope you guys have had as much fun as we have. Oh, yeah. Oh, sure, oh, yeah. This has been a great experience. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I'm glad. I'm glad. Um, but we have one last thing to do before we get out of here. It's our last segment. It's our death pool. Each week, we try to select somebody that we think is going to die between this show and the next. Uh, it's not necessarily somebody that we want to die. It's somebody that we think is going to die. And as long as death is going to be a thing, we might as well get some pizza out of it. Uh, so if you if we select somebody that dies between this show and the next, we'll have a pizza party here on The Moron Bros. If you go to any of our weekly posts of, that correspond with this episode and you go into the comments section and guess who's going to die and you get it right, you can get yourself a pizza on us, on the Moron Bros. We'll DoorDash you a pizza. Uh, we also will have our guests here make some guesses, and if they get it right, we'll DoorDash them a pizza. So, last week, CJ, what did we have? Uh, I had Louis C.K., and you had Chris Delia. And I had Chris Delia. Yep, he didn't, he didn't die. Well, maybe next but time. it'll happen. <laughs> anyway, this week... I mean, I think, honestly, in talking to these guys, I think they get the gist of this. And I think we actually have a real good chance of getting us some pizza this week, CJ. Uh, but let's start it off. Uh, let's go, Blaine, who do you got? I'm going to go out on the limb and say Meryl Streep. Meryl Streep. And is there any, uh, any reason? Do you have any insider information, perhaps? I think she's at a reasonable age where, like, it wouldn't be an unexpected death. Right, but nobody's like watching her. Yeah, absolutely. Good pick. Good pick, Mitch. Thank you. Oh, I uh, chose Clint Eastwood, and I would honestly, I have the same reason as Blaine. He's at the age of ninety-two. I think people are watching him, though. I mean, I'm not saying that that takes away from his chances of dying, but I'm just saying that, like, I think people are kind of being like, "Man, Clint Eastwood's old." Yeah, but I bet he's like he's full of rage, you know? Yeah. Rage. Think about the queen. The rage kept her alive for like extra 30 yeah. years. <laughs> She's just like Darth Vader. Right. <laughs> uh, so, Chris, who do you got? Uh, people are going to give me some flack for this, but spending the news has been pretty rough. So, Ozzy Osbourne. Hey, you know what? It's like we said, it's not somebody that we think, you know, we want to die. It's just somebody that we think is going to die. And he's got to go someday. Uh, he's definitely been picked here before, uh, so, you know, you're not alone. Uh, Ozzy Osbourne coming from Chris. Okay, so Boston. My pick, and I'm staring directly at your uh, your hat you're wearing and your photo, or your photo there, Keegan. <laughs> it's Willie Nelson. <laughs> Willie Nelson. You know what, though? Have you, ever, have you heard the song, uh, Roll Me yeah, Up and Smoke Me When I Die? Yep, that's what yeah. we, that's what I'll be doing when I get win that pizza. You know, I'm just gonna be rolling up, listening yeah. to Willie Nelson, crying and eating pizza. Roll him up, twist him up, point him towards the sky. That'll be uh, Willie Nelson when he died. Uh, it, for me, I'm going with my every other week pick. It's Henry Kissinger. If that man makes it to a hundred, I will be so angry. Um, but also, you know, that's that's just a lesson for everybody. Trevor Moore dies at 41. Henry Kissinger uh, gets to be 100. Anyway, CJ, who do you got this week? Uh, I'm going with old Dick Cheney. Dick Cheney. 
You got like so a I'm, robot heart already, right? Right. No, he's got a pig heart. Yeah, like a, uh, say a magnet could take him out, you know? Mm. <laughs> yeah. Just put him, put him next to a microwave. And, yeah. uh, MRI machine. That's it. MRI. He's, he's one, done. He's yeah. one careless microwave repairman away from just <laughs> dead. <laughs> or like walking by the wrong fucking magnet fisherman. Right. Oh, dude. <laughs> With the popularity of magnet fishing, that could yeah. really do Dick Cheney. Off, dude. Let's go find out if he's bikes and over any bridges. Anyway, uh, that is going to do it for us here at the Moron Bros Show. But before we go, I just want to ask Seventh Crown one more time if they've got anything else they want to talk about uh, before we get out of here. So uh, you guys just played Coking Culture a little bit ago. Funny thing I forgot to mention earlier, uh, we have a split EP coming out with those dudes sometime around March. That's a big question mark. We're just waiting on them to finish up the mixes and get the art around for the uh, cover. But it's going to be uh, a whipper. Hell yeah. Actually, I think they're we're going to play them uh, on, at the end here, right? When we, oh, uh, shit. Right after we sign yeah. out. Yeah. There we go. Yeah, we're going to play uh, Cocaine Culture with We Are Unwelcome here. And then we're going to follow it up with a, a little split. Because uh, I've been doing EPs at the end of the show. Nice little fucking short guys. With Warthodox and Schizophrenia with the Split EP. The Schizophrenia is spelled real cool, too, so check yeah. that out. Um, but hey, guys, one last time, Seventh Crown, thank you guys so much for hanging out with us. This has been a great episode. I think we, uh, we did some good work here, boys. Agreed. Thank, thank you for having us. Hell yeah. I can't wait to catch a show. Can't wait to listen to the new album when it comes out. Can't wait to check out the Split as well. I mean, you guys got you guys are popping off. We'll be following you guys on Instagram. We'll be checking out all the stuff you guys have. We'll be plugging you as well as soon as you guys uh, release anything. We'll 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 be sharing it around, letting people know. Thank you. Oh, yeah. Thank you. Really appreciate that. Thank you for having us. You're welcome back anytime. Just let us know, man. Thank you. We're an open Thank forum. You. Uh, I want to come back. Yeah. So this has been Seventh Crown. I'm CJ. I'm Keegan. We are the Moron Bros. We'll see you guys next Tuesday. Hail Satan. Hail Satan. Hail him.